1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Mike, Max, Sports to the Max, News Talk 830 WCCO. Your safe harbor. Your ship has come home. No, I, I don't know. That doesn't work either. Um, we've got a good show planned for you tonight. Terry is gonna join us. He was the MVP of an all star game and played on a world championship team. Should the twins be buyers or sellers? That will be a piece of our conversation and I ask you that same question. There's so many questions that pertain to the twins right now. Has it been a good season? That's one question. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Has this been a good season? I know what you're thinking, I know what you're saying, you're saying, well yeah, but kinda of, but now we don't know if it's a good season or not because the White Sox came in and beat, beat the twins three out of four, we're not quite sure. But has it been a good season? Because they were in last place last year and they came back and now they're in first place. Has it been a good season so far? Are you so focused on what's next and what could happen after the all star break and you're and you're so worried? that this thing could turn the other direction that you can't even think you can't enjoy that right now. You can't enjoy the first place. Number two, who should they trade? Who should the Minnesota Twins trade if you assume they need to go get them some pitching? Everybody needs to get them some pitching. And what's complicated the trade game over the years is the number of teams that stay in contention with the expanded playoff format. So, at one point in time, you had, at this juncture of the season, it was the the AL East, the AL West, and there were, you know, five teams uh, that were basically in contention, and then another five that were, you know, had an outside shot, and then everybody else. Uh, you go. To, you could go do deals with them because they didn't need the players, or you'd work the waiver wire and you'd claim somebody off the waiver wire and try to make a deal for them uh, after the trade deadline. There were lots of variables and options out there, but now you have more teams in the game. Here comes Seattle. You know they went 14th straight out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they're in the middle of this thing, and and they're not going to catch Houston, but they may be playing for the playoffs if they, you know if they can keep at this pace. So so now they want to add pitching or depth or something. I wonder if they wouldn't mind getting Miguel Sano to go out there to Seattle and swing away and try to hit balls in that left field. You know, I'm just saying. Um, so uh, the Twins need to find a couple of live arms, and, and they could be starting pitchers that they convert to, to relievers, or they could be starting pitchers that can pitch longer than four innings. Uh, whatever it is, they, they can go out and find it. They, they, they need to go out and find that to get to where they need to go. But who do you trade? Who from the Minnesota Twins would you trade to go out and try to extract that? I mean, do do, do you move? Well, let's start with the ones that they won't move. They're not going to trade Byron Buxton. They're not going to trade... Let's see, who else is on? Luis Rice won't get traded because he's, you know, he's an all-star and he's going to win a batting title. He can't trade a guy like that. Plus, he's pretty valuable to the team. Um, that would be about it in terms of who's off limits. Carlos Correa, I don't think they'd move the only thing is his contract status if you don't think. you know, If, if you go to Correa right now, And you say, Carlos, based on uh, your time here, because you've got a player option after this year, based on your time here so far, how do you feel? Do you think you're going to want to come back at the end of the season if he says, you know what, guys, Uh, I like it here, but I don't love it. I'm I'm done after this year. Well, then he's doing you a favor because he's saying, put me out there and trade me. And there'd be a market for him, obviously. But I don't know what you would do at shortstop. Do you, do you put Polanco there then? Do you put Luisa Rice there? Um, uh, I, I don't know, because Royce Lewis is out of the equation now. Uh, so you've complicated things. Nick Gordon could play some infield, but but you're playing for the playoffs now, and you, and, and and you lose a guy like Correa, that, that's a feature piece, so I don't think he goes. And then that would be it. Never have they had fewer untouchables as they have this year, and that for a team that's when the uh, the division never had, never have they had fewer players that that, that they won't um, part with than this year. But who do you trade for what? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Gary Sanchez may be in that category as well because they now need a catcher too. And if you need a catcher, those are hard to come by. But you can go out what you're looking for there. Is, is you look at the teams, that are out of the race, and some of them have two veteran catchers. Now you really don't care uh, if you get the first team or the second team catcher, uh, but you want somebody that's got big league experience that can work with the pitching staff. That's what you want, and and then you may or may not get Jeffers back at the end of the season. So you have to approach this as if you're not going to get Jeffers back, and you need somebody that you can count on that can do the job. And, and they might only hit you know buck ninety, but that's okay at this juncture. But you've got to piece this thing together now. You, you've you got to tweak this. You've got to fine-tune it. You've got to find a way to get yourself uh, to the finish line and, uh, as division champs. And so you have to look at every opportunity that will get you to that place. Now, in general, what you do, and see, you see, Baltimore was one of those teams. This is, again, where too many teams get in the race. Baltimore is not a great team. Then they go on a win streak. And they've got what? Really good relief pitching, a really good bullpen. So that would be the kind of team that you'd go after you and say, hey, what do you got there? We'll, we'll give you something. We need we need a couple of your live arms, you know, and, and that would be the kind, and then they'd say, well, we got this guy who's got an expiring contract, so uh, we, we don't think we're going to sign him next year anyway, and you go, perfect, that's who we need. And you go after a team like that. Um, I don't know if a guy like, you know, Zach that Greinke's back home now with Kansas City? Uh, is that where he says, I'm going to finish this no matter what? Uh, this is this is it. I, I I finished my career where I started it and and there will be no other. I'm not playing for the play cuz Kansas City out of it. Is out of it. So could you make a play for a guy like that? A guy that can give you maybe 6 or 7 innings more regularly and shore up your bullpen? I don't know. But something's going to have to be done because this isn't working the way it is. I mean, I mean Devin Smeltzer who I thought was a pretty steadying force for that team. Uh, throws three innings, they pull him, and the next thing you know, he gets sent back to St. Paul. And you know, there's there's some other reasons for that. There's you know what the rotation looks like coming out of the uh, 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 the All Star break, etc. You only need a four man rotation for a while, all those things. But I thought he had pitched himself to a point where he was kind of a maybe a solid number three uh, behind Ryan and Sonny Gray, and and somewhere uh, I thought ahead of Bundy. All of a sudden, he's not. He's back in St. Paul pitching. Um, so they've done a lot of this kind of, you know, cut and paste and mix and match and all those things, and that's good. Uh, but at some point in time, uh, you got to have a couple horses that are going to give you six and seven innings. And Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan have to be those guys, and I'm not so sure that you can go in the second half of the season and say those two are your guys. I don't know that they're there yet. I don't know how you, you know, based on their body of work, I don't know that you can count on them to be that. You know, Barrios would have been that guy if he was still here. You know, And they talk about Kent Mahita coming back. I don't. I don't know what you can't count on that. I don't know when he'll come back and how strong his arm will be and what he can offer you. Uh, but it's a possibility uh, that that he could come back and at least be part of the you know part of the solution. Hope, you know? but but now you're starting to feel. I mean, my gosh, what's going on with the Twins? You know, I mean, I mean, you watch the way they've been beat. Their pitching's been beat up, and it's not just this eleven nothing game last night. It's that overall. They're giving up too much. So who are you going to trade? What do you, who are you going to trade off this roster to get something of value that can help you win it? 651 461 two, two, six. Six, four, six, two, two, six. Um, I will also tell you about one of the greatest trades the twins ever made that turned a season right now. And, um, I remember it well. But it was one of those at the time you didn't know. And then when you saw the guy, you said, okay, this works. And then by the end of the season, you go, oh my gosh, where would they be without him? So it's possible. It's possible to save a season with just one deal. I'll tell you about the greatest trade that they ever made in the last 20 years. And if you got any idea what that is, you can call us or text us as well, 651 Six five one four six one nine two two six. Phone lines are open, so is the text line. This is Sports to the Max. I called an All Star Break edition on WCCO. Welcome back, All Star Break, but it's trade talk time for the Minnesota Twins. When you're in first place and barely staying there, you got to do something to do it right. Terry Steinbach will join us a bit later to break it down. He was an All Star MVP at one point in time, so you know a little bit about the All Star game as well. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I said I would reveal to you one of the great trades uh, that I saw in Minnesota Twins history. I, I thought the greatest trade that they made in the last twenty years. Now there have been a lot of really good trades that they've made. Um, when they brought Burt Blyleven back uh, in uh, what was eighty five, and then by eighty seven they had the, the world championship. Uh, that was a really good deal because he, he didn't just solidify the pitching staff. He also worked in developing a young at the time coming into his prime, Frank Viola. So, um, that I mean, that was big, obviously. Um, the deals that they did for Viola when they traded him to the Mets and they got back Kevin Tappany and um, David West and Rick Aguilera. Now, Aguilera and Tappany, obviously, the feature pieces. Um, he, he, uh, and that turned into, you know, you got Tappany and Aguilera, uh, but was fine in New York, he ended up in Boston, Toronto, you know, a couple different places, but, but, you know, and at the time he said you can't give up an ace. They did, and, and they came back, you know, it, it was a few years later, but they ended up winning a World Series with it. So those were really good trades. Uh, but I go to Ron in the East Metro to get his take on this. Greatest trade for the Minnesota Twins that you can recall, Ron? Well, it's not the one that I recall. I just thought it might be the one you would. I was going to guess the Shannon Stewart trade. Ding, ding, just ding, ding, ding. Like you are correct. I think that is the best trade that I ever saw. And, and I mean, I mean, kind of post two thousand. You know? Yeah. Um, I think the greatest trade they ever made was the <laughs> the Brzezinski trade. See, God got it. Now you're stealing all my good ones. Brzezinski <laughs> for Nathan. <laughs> That was, and, and at a time when AJ Przinsky was really good, now, he won a world championship yeah, they without. They got Liriano out of that trade too, and they got Liriano. Uh, but at the time, yeah. uh, a young guy named Joe Maurer was coming up, so you didn't need Przinsky, even though he's a really good player. Right. And they extracted this value, and of course Nathan became lights out, and and um, uh, uh, Liriano had you know his days. He he wasn't as consistent, but he had a long major league career and, and gave them a few good days as well. Correct, Ron. That's very true. Yeah, who would you yeah, trade Exactly. This year? I mean, they they need pitching help without a doubt, and they have they have prospects that they can release or trade for. So it comes down to want and need, obviously, and what what teams are willing to give. I, I have no doubt that Velv and Levine will make something happen. They'll do something, and I would like to be doing business with the Twins because there's enough people out there that are pretty good players uh that that are probably available right now, Trevor Larnick could be available. Uh, I don 't know that Kirloff you'd get there because he could play first base. uh Miguel Ceno is a flyer, but you might be able to get him and you know I mean that even could be a contending team that needs a big bat. you know a contending team says we got enough uh, in our bullpen, uh but we need somebody. Uh, that we can just throw out there, bat him seventh and let him swing from his heels and, and at least scare people, uh, Sano might be able to fill that void with an expiring contract as well. So I think he could be in play for everybody, not just the team that, that's out of it. Yeah, very true. It depends on what they want to give up and what they want to get as well. So Yep, well, we know but what they I, want. I, they I want a couple of I'm- good arms from the bullpen, you know. That's a and so does everybody else. Have a good night, I appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Ron, 651-461-9226 if you wanted to join us. Shannon Stewart came over for um, Bobby Kilty, who was at one time a big-time prospect for the Twins, and and somebody else, it doesn't matter, Um, because Stewart was the guy. And the team had played well before that. They just weren't playing well at that time during the season. They needed to jumpstart it, and, and and Terry Ryan recognized that, and he focused on Stewart, and I can't remember the reason why. And Stewart came in, and it was he and Jock Jones and uh, Torrey Hunter in the outfield. And Stewart just had a presence about him, and, and that season uh, he gave them more good at-bats than you can remember. I think he might have even been named the team's MVP. At the end of the year, uh, quiet kid, nice guy, and 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 he just he did things. Good things just happened when he was in the game, and he couldn't explain. It. He could hit for a little power. He he was strong enough to do that. He could hit for average. He could play some defense. But it just seemed like uh, he could beat you in a lot of different ways. Now now the Przinsky for Nathan trade was great too, uh, because you got Liriano and Nathan. Nathan was there for a long time but in terms of turning it around in one season because of a trade, I I think most people would agree that followed them at that time that they don't win the division and go to the playoffs without, um, Shannon Stewart. And and so I think that was the one. and, And as it turned out, Kilty was just okay. Uh, he wasn't the next, you know, great thing in Toronto. Uh, and so it wasn't like you're, you're looking back and saying, boy, I wish we hadn't given up Kilty. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a deal like that. Um, So as I look back, um, that was the one, and that was a fun time for Twins Baseball because they had just enough good players to compete all the time. Um, But the other question that you ask yourself right now is, are you trying to make deals that will get you a division title? Or are you trying to do deals that will win you a world championship. There's a difference. If you're trying to win the division, you just need to be better than Chicago and Cleveland. Chicago is, what, barely 500? And and they're in contention. Uh, Cleveland's just a little bit above that, and they're two games out. So if you're trying to win the division, that's one thing. If you're trying to play with the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros, that's quite another. Now, Now, there's this theory that says... Well, you gotta get there, and once you get there, anything can happen. That's kinda true. But you don't wanna build your team right now where it's at. The twins going into Yankee Stadium is not gonna play, and the twins going to Houston is not gonna play, and, unless they have some injuries to, you know, their, their top two pitchers or something like that, which could happen, I guess. Uh, in theory, you never know. Uh, but right now, the way the teams are built, you're trying to find a couple relief pitchers that can help you win the division. No, nah, not so sure not so sure um, I think you gotta go a little bit above and beyond that and, 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 and I don't know that you can get an ace starter I doubt you can um, but you're gonna have to do something I don't think you need any position players I think you've got enough of them I think you get about 13-14 guys that can play with the exception of finding a catcher now that Jeffers is out I don't think you need to do anything more than that um, first base is always gonna be maybe a little bit of a bugaboo you know it's a rise ideal over there he's okay um, plays better than you know we expected. Polanco's good at second. You got Correa's great at short, could run the all-star game. Ursula's fine at third base. And then you go to the outfield and you go, okay, when Buxton plays, then you got to have a good backup center fielder because Buxton's not always going to play. Uh, Kepler's okay in right field. You'd trade him if somebody gave you value for him. Uh, and then you got Kirloff and Yar- Larnak and Nick Gordon and uh, uh, Garlic and these guys trading off in left field. That, that That's okay. You would prefer to have somebody like Larnak step up, be a big power hitter. Uh, be healthy, and just go out there and play left field every day. Or Kirloff. Or, or, or Kirloff's your first baseman every day and rises your DH every day. I don't know. That's what you'd prefer. Kirloff has that good hand eye and He's got soft hands. So he's got a way about him of, of, of playing first base that I think is pretty good. He's a, he's a better first baseman than I ever realized because he understands the game and he he under he can make up for a lot of things with those soft hands. If, if you ever see a great first baseman and they got good hands... Here's how you can tell if they're great. Watch guys throw them short hops. Watch them throw them balls in the dirt that they got to scoop out. The really good ones, I mean, they make it look easy, and, and it, it looks like it's just supposed to happen that way. But if you go out and try that sometime, good luck. Go out there and try. Have your buddy throw you balls in the dirt, and your job is to come up clean with it. Have him throw it as close to you and bounce it before and see if you can come up with it. You know? Um, but the really, really good ones do that and they change their feet on the fly and they do all these things. Tom Kelly used to spend an inordinate amount of time working with guys on how to play first base because he thought that there were just so many defensive opportunities that would determine the outcome of the game based on footwork and based on understanding how to play first base. Uh, I used to think, too, you just throw somebody out there. Arise can do some of those things because he's got good feet, he's got a good understanding of the game, and even though he's not a big target, uh, he moves well. He moves well and he understands you know, how middle infielders throw the ball, those things. So I, I guess it's going to be fun the second half of the season. Um, I'm just not quite sure how this thing's going to play out. And you didn't get a real good feel when you saw what the White Sox are capable of this weekend. And they didn't have a and they didn't have Robert for the last two games. Uh, and they still just dug in and swung from their heels and did number on the twins. And that thing yesterday was uh, uh, painful. Uh, but sometimes painful is good because painful tells you that you got to do something different to change painful. And uh, I would think that. Uh, they they got, you know, message sent, message received for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Terry Steinbach has won a world championship ring, and he has played in the All-Star game, and he hit a home run off of Dwight Doc Gooden. And for those of you that aren't old enough to remember, Dwight Doc Gooden was something else at the time. And he won the the, uh, American League. He won the MVP of the game because of it. We'll visit with him about that, about what kind of a catcher they need to find to go with Sanchez, about what deals the Twins have to make in the second half of the season, and a whole lot more because he knows the game a whole lot better than I do. He's next on Sports to the Max.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.